0: What's up, and welcome back to the kinda funny games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Eddie Oye Jr. Star Wars Jedi Survivor release date delayed six weeks. Six. Take weeks. all the time you need. All the time. You take need. all the time you need. The, we're in a weird place, though, with video games, where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Of course, take your time to get the game right, but also, I'm excited just but get your like, shit
2: together, you lazy developers. Get, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, give other games
0: some room, you know. But yeah, the yeah. Problem is. Giving this game room just means we're giving some other game less room. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, it's just the constant. Getting
1: dangerously close to Breath of the Wild. Or not, Uh, sorry, the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Tears of the
0: Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom, everybody. Uh, Joining us as well today, we have the big daddy, Greg Miller.
2: Hey, how are you? I'm good. What are you you doing? What are you playing over there? I'm remote playing my PlayStation 5 at home, making sure I download the new Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed uh, Mm -hmm. update so it's ready to go when I get there tonight. That is such a Greg Miller sentence. They've added in the real Ghostbusters uh, uh, gear. They get to go so inside. I'm, I'm, so, we've been watching the fake Ghostbusters? New map and stuff. No, no. Remember the cartoon? Filmation had this the, the Ghostbusters IP beforehand. That's why, if you went back and looked at Ghostbusters 84, when they did it, they had a whole bunch of different names. They had to say, like, Ghost Chasers because they weren't sure they didn't get it. And then, of course, it tested so well as Ghostbusters that like, we have to get it. So, they got it. But when that happened, Filmation was still very much like, you know, wait, we own Ghostbusters, so we're going to make money on it. So, they made a cartoon called Ghostbusters to ride off the success of Ghostbusters. Oh, and so it then, Econ was Ghostbusters. Oh, no, no. It was God. this monkey and a bunch of busting guys. They weren't the even. Monkey- Oh, it was a ghostbuster. Yeah. And so then to make a ghostbusters like from the movie, you know, Peter Venkman kind of mm-hmm. shit, they did the real Ghostbusters. Pedro Venkman. Well, sure. Yeah. So I'm sure somebody said him that way. I think I had that VHS actually. The real ghostbusters the or the real one. Yeah, 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 yeah of no Rounding out the group, we have Andy
0: Cortez. Andy, how you doing?
3: I'm doing great. You remember like that proton pack and stuff? And the like studio stuff. is so oh, wow. big
1: that it feels like they're having a very it... separate conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can barely hear anything of what Greg Miller's talking about.
0: I, I, I love that like normally Greg, I would have cut you off earlier. Yeah, right. But you know, I was but, almost but, done. I was but, going to do a well, speed round for you. That was my thing. You were doing the speed round, but it, you know, give a mouse a cookie. How long would you have went? Could you have went? I could see you giving Andy a full episode by episode breakdown, a oh, private in sure. review. Of I mean, the I, well, do you want
2: me to get into Extreme Ghostbusters, or did you? Want I me to do keep not. It to everybody,
0: of course, this is what about the, the kind of that then pull it all together. Games IDW, baby, it's the world. Um, of course, you can get the show on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, or search your favorite podcast service Don't for Kind of Blink, Funny Games Cast, <laughs> and we will be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad free and watch live as it's being recorded. Just like our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining, is doing right now. Wow. I saw Thank them in the Delaney. chat. They're there. They're there. Thank you for making this all happen. My hands smell like tacos.
2: That, at least that's <laughs> where the sentence ended. That's where it ended. I did not, you know what I mean? Wasn't sure where we were going to end. We ended positively.
0: I love it. I love it so much. They were brought to you by Like soap and taco. You. Yeah. Soap I smell it. I smell the
2: taco. Wow. And the soap for that matter. Wow. You mostly
3: smell, smell a lot of lemon. Because it's a lot of me pouring lemon on the... Every bite. ...tacidos al pastor y uh, asada.
2: That's... Uh, hold on. Con cebolla y... Oh, now I'm lost. Y, y- <laughs> 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 <You> <laughs> said two, <laughs> too many words. It was pork and steak, right? Yeah, he, nailed
0: it. he nailed it. Now, I want to start this one a little bit differently than we normally do. Normally we talk about what we've been playing, then we get to the topic of the show. I want to start with the topic of the show, if you gentlemen stop. will allow me stop. to do stop. that. stop, 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 No, no, that's copyright. PS, I love you. Take that show. That's PS, I love you. I mean, you guys
3: said I had to do it. You said it. It's legally binding. That's fair enough. That's how it It, works. It's it's, it's, it's actually voice commanded. Bear didn't do anything.
0: (laughs) So we are one month into 2023. This is the last day of January as of recording, right? We have seen E3 come and go, come again, go again come back i don't even know where we're at with the, the coming and going at this point mm. we've seen jeff Keeley. meanwhile
3: we're on like the third reboot come. i'd say
0: yeah mm. yeah jeff Keeley doing the damn thing for a decade now building out the game awards this big industry event at the end of each year I, at this point would you guys say the game awards or the summertime is like a bigger deal
2: Wow, Mm. you mean summertime being like E3 and summer game fest and all the announcements, summertime is a bigger deal. Yeah. I think game awards is bigger than summer game fest in terms of being a big deal.
3: I think game awards is bigger in the like normal household type of thing. I think because that's when a lot of headlines are made like the kid talking about uh, Bill Clinton, like that's when big moments like that happen. But I think to gamers, we think of summer as new game releases and new game announcements.
2: Well, but when you think the mainstream is covering, I mean, they cover ga- Game Awards. I'm not trying to stick away from that, but they're covering E3 in that time as well. Like, they're covering, uh, are they still, though. They're
3: covering Vin Diesel on the Game Awards. All right,
2: yeah, they are. That's
1: true. They really I, can. They? I guess my thing is, what, what was the last E3 worth covering? Because there wasn't an E3 last year. Sure. Keanu Reeves, 2020. I, I, I. It's hard for you to imagine that. 2019. It's hard for you to imagine that by the time we get to this next E3, it's going to be that right? Like without having PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox. I don't probably getting ahead. Um. So what is there? You're talking about third parties. to your question tim I would say some. I'd, I'd say Game Awards is the biggest individual gaming event outside of a PlayStation Showcase or an Xbox Showcase. Yeah, I agree. And those can happen at any any point of the year, right? Like Xbox usually sticks to the summer, but PlayStation has been fall. Yeah, so I might I might argue toward the Game
0: Awards side. That's where I'm at too. So keely doing the Game Awards, then of course Summer Game Fest, and you know personally killed E3 and like did all that stuff. But where are we at now? What do we want from this? Do we think that this year is going to be good? Do you think that E3 will exist next year? The reason we're talking about this right now is, in the last day, it was officially announced that Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox will not be at E3. Does that matter, though? No. Let's start there, Eddie. Does that matter? No. I mean, they
3: haven't really been a part of it anyway, except like, Nintendo's the, the only one. But the is
2: such a big deal that yeah. they're all doing their things there anyway, because it's a big deal.
3: Yeah. it's uh, E3 is a state of mind. Mm-hmm. E3 is a season. You smell that? It smells like
2: tacos and lemons. Tacos and lemon. <laughs> <And soap. laughs> like E3 is a
3: people? E3 is a people, yeah. It is a, it, it's not a place, it's a people, right? And it does remind me of like, this is the windowed area of maybe two months where all the game publishers and developers think that this is probably the best time to release or talk about what they're working on and make buzz and try to stand out of the crowd.
2: Man. You're making a pretty compelling case that, yeah, summer's a bigger deal than Game Awards because all the publishers are there doing stuff. I agree with I mean, you're get you're though, get you. Get them, though, bless. I
1: mean, when you say all, right, are you just talking about Xbox or are you including PlayStation, Nintendo in there, too? I PlayStation looked, had a summer thing. That was a nice little state of play. The state of plays happen all year. There's also state of play. But there's in also. December. But if there's one happening during the summer.
0: But it's not the big one, though. The big it's one has big been one. more. I mean, I guess. There wasn't the last big one. If you want to shut your hole. <laughs> <Not> you. <laughs> you leave your home. You leave that The so last big one was
1: in what September of twenty twenty one. And when we're talking about Nintendo, looking through the archive of Nintendo directs, right? Like we had one. uh We had the movie direct in November. We had, um I guess, another movie direct in. What was the tenth month of the year? Is that October? October. I uh, had one in October. <laughs> Nailed. <it. laughs> we had a regular over Google here. it real quick. Yeah, King <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> So we had a true. regular Nintendo Direct so in <laughs> September. There was a Splatoon 3 Direct before that. And then in June, the month where Nintendo would usually do a bigger Direct, there was a Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. And that was boo-boo. Yeah, the ones that we usually look down upon. Sure. So even Nintendos, they're start they're starting to avoid the summer. I don't think there's a promise
0: this summer that we're going to get something from Nintendo. I mean, then this I don't even think that that's that rare. Like, even thinking back to 2020, I remember all eyes were like, all right, cool, Animal Crossing's out. What's next for Nintendo? And they just didn't do shit, right? it's like, that, that's kind of weird. But I, I don't know.
3: I think that these past couple of years have still just, been, we are still in that kind of post COVID getting used to the newer timeline and newer sort of rhythm of game development that I think that nothing, the past three years feel like that's how it's been the past like 20 years or whatever. I don't think it's still indicative of like what the summer actually means to game developers releasing stuff. I just think the past couple of years have been weird as shit. And some people have nothing to show because Of, you know, this pandemic. It's a
0: tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) So with with that, though, thinking about... So I I would say that there's now the three options when it comes to the summer placement of game showcases. You either go to E3, you go to Summer Game Fest, or you just do your own thing, right? I I agree with that, So we know that this year, all three of those things are going to happen in some way, shape, or form. Do we think... That Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo will do their own thing in the
2: summer. Xbox for sure. Granted, they've said that Phil Spencer has confirmed to IGN we're going to do something timed around E3. Not that it'll be at E3. Nintendo's always a wild card, and I think honestly so is PlayStation where PlayStation's launching a whole new platform in less than a month, and there still hasn't been a dedicated showcase or state of play or anything for it. And will that happen? Will we get that announced next week to get us somewhere to be prepped for VR2? Who knows? And I think then that just dominoes out. You know, on top of the hangover from COVID, you're dealing with the fact that it's such a shifting sands, what game is ready, when, when can you talk about it? Do you need to talk about everything all at once anymore? That's such a convoluted question for so many of these publishers that i think that also has changed the way we look at the summer and game awards for that matter anytime you can announce anything you know are we going to get a playstation showcase that is hey let's talk about wave two phase two of playstation five games right we made a big deal about that on ps i love you based on comments you had made tim right of like the god of war ragnarok was the end of phase one ps5 and Sure, it'd be awesome too and get a, get a really in, a deep dive on Spider-Man 2, another look at Wolverine, Ghost 2. Reveal whatever. of Bloodborne. Bloodborne, you yeah, like for it. sure. Blood What's Bluepoint Blue Point working on Yet, yet, I could see that happening, but I can also totally see it being like, all right, cool, those games aren't ready. So instead, we're going to do a state of play and it's all about Spider-Man 2. And on the front, there's a couple, you know, uh, uh, third-party things we're putting in there. We have some other kind of bookend, maybe an indie you put in there as well. And that just becomes a state of play rather than the big showcase, which we all love, which is... Get fucking hype. We're bringing 45 minutes, an hour and a half of pure fucking awesome shit.
0: Unrivaled levels of announcements, right? Like, looking like at, <clears throat> the last PlayStation Showcase, the last two, they've been, like, insane with the amount of first-party titles announced and, and shown off. So there's lofty expectations for that. At exactly. Point. Quick aside real quick. Well, we played Marvel and Midnight Suns
3: today. Yeah. Uh, a sponsored stream. I had never, I, exp- I had never seen uh, Midnight Times
2: before, <laughs> and when
3: you when Yuri Lowenthal pops up as Spider Man, I'm just like, God, I miss Spider Man. I want like, you I sure? can't wait for the new Spider Man. That's all I gotta say. keep on yeah. talking. Yeah. You I'm enjoy, watching. It's a
2: great did, show. Did so you fun. enjoy talking to Peter Parker and stuff walking around your old did you romance him?
3: Oh, I don't think we did that. No, I don't oh. think we got that far. Oh no, oh, we're
2: he still just like in the, up when he's fighting uh, Venom. We're
0: still in the friends phase,
2: right? Like we gotta like move
0: there you can slowly. Wine, romance, the whole situation. So stick it on PlayStation. Um, there, a very, very not reputable source. Um, at this table, I think actually on a show called Kind of Funny Games Daily, confirmed that PlayStation mm. was going to return to the Shrine Auditorium in front so of seven thousand people <laughs> to do a showcase and do it big. Do you think that there's any chance that happens, Greg? Who said this? Me. I'm an idiot.
2: I thought I missed a Jeff Grubb episode. Yeah. Or something. No. No. I was no. Like, no. What? This
0: is just. I. Would, we were talking about. PlayStation and what what they're going to do during the the summertime uh, this year, and I was saying that like if they ever were to return to an in person like big event, this potentially would be the year, like with the debut of this new phase of whatever PlayStation Five is doing. What do you think?
2: I mean, never say never. I don't see them doing that. I think PlayStation is very much um, comfortable with what they've uh, become, where what their uh, position is in the industry, and what they can and. Or what they should and shouldn't put into it. Uh I think you go to the Shrine Auditorium and it just gets weird of like, all right, well what does that look like? You know, who is hosting that? Is that's not Jim Ryan, right? That's a Jack Trenton thing back in the day. I could see him doing and coming out and talking. I could see in the back in the day, Shu coming out and doing that, Adam Boy's Geo Corsi. But now PlayStation just isn't that. And I think they're happy with the results of being the woman's disconnected voice during a uh, state of play, right? Uh the showcase that is just a digital showcase that is trailer after trailer after trailer with no uh netting or stuff between it maybe herman but even herman i think more of as a talking head not a host coming out and talking about it i would love that obviously but i just don't i think that would be such a 180 from what they've established so far
3: I'm with Tim only because I think that the... That it's going
2: to happen? Or you that want it to happen?
3: I, I, I see something more in that vein because I think the rendering, the rendering costs for having these real people in these videos getting <laughs> rendered in real time, you know... The, the, those all 3D the, models all are All the CG's really, really tough to do. It's Unreal 5. Uh, no, but I, you bringing up Herman, I think, is a great point. I think I don't see um, I don't see Jim Ryan as the dude to do that. I do see for sure Herman and people like Shu and those sort of personalities to be the ones running it or maybe hiring why not just have a a non-disembodied <laughs> woman up there or man up there like it doesn't have to be a voice it could be any presentation e3 is a place it's not a people you know yeah yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> this is, that's not what playstation has been doing you know what i mean yeah. they haven't done that in a while and i think they haven't laid the groundwork and i think yeah, i would love to see that return to it i fucking remember those days of you know even that uh gamescom it's you know, doing it the Last challenge.
3: of Us Church again, you know. Well, yeah, that, right. I think that's, that was the last one.
1: That's the that was the last one, and that's the argument I bring up for I think why they wouldn't do that is the fact that with the last couple of PlayStation showcases, they have been successes, right? Like when you go and you go to, you go back to the latest one where it was uh, Spider Man and Wolverine back to back, and also God of War Ragnarok, and also you go to the one before that and Spider Man Miles Morales, and all these things those were so <laughs> so clean with no errors and barely people complaining online versus you go to the last was church one and there's people complaining about the weird transition. All right, well, what's what's going on with this church? Uh, what's up with the guy with the flute? Like all this <laughs> stuff around the production that cost them so much money, right? And took yep. them so much effort. And honestly, honestly, like from a pure production standpoint, I would say that stuff was dope as hell, but I don't think that stuff translates as well to the audience that are watching on these on these streaming platforms, right? And I think- that might be why it works for Xbox. Is Xbox is very traditional. It has been like, hey man, we just got a stage. Hey man, hey, man I'm Michael Sarah. <laughs> hey man, we got a stage with like a bunch of monitors for some reason, and here's a presentation. It's more straightforward.
0: My, my counterpoint to that is, I I think that PlayStation, if they do a showcase in the the June timeframe, it will be a live in person thing, or else it isn't going to happen in that time frame, and it'll just be its own thing in September or in March or whatever. But like to, to have that E3 Summer Game Fest time, I think that they would commit and be there. And I think the difference is that year was the last time we had an in-person event. It was 2019, mm-hmm. right? So that was pre-COVID. Obviously, a lot of what they've been doing is because of the state of the world. But also, when you look at those games, it was very different year for them in terms of their announcements. And that was like... Hey, we have the the last final bits of the PS4 era titles. We've already known. There wasn't major announcements during that E3. It was more just like, let's look at Last of Us 2, something we're all looking forward to. Let's look at Ghost. Let's look at, I think, Spider-Man was that? No, it couldn't have been Spider-Man. Days Gone. Days Gone. Days Gone was the other one. But it's like, we all known quantities, right? And I think that their crazy production value was to try to have fun with that with the lack of an announcement, Um, But I think if they have a bunch of announcements, it does make sense for them to go back to how they did it in 2018 when we got like so much cool stuff or even just like the debut of God of War and all that stuff was so incredibly memorable. And I feel like they can pull that off again without the Internet. Well, the Internet's going to complain, but without the type of complaints you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I think my thing also is is June still a special time for PlayStation? Do they look at June and be, uh, with the idea that June is important? Of course, they had the state of play that I would say is, was the best state of play thus far with the one that happened, I want to say in May, where it was Street Fighter and Resident Evil 4 and all that stuff. Um, but is that still the move when it is? I think for a lot of big publishers now, the move has been, let's wait until we have some, something to say. Why wait until... A month hits and then all say all these things at the same time whereas as playstation you know we've been going we've been looking toward the fall for for our showcases we can look at random points of the calendar to do these state of plays what if instead of doing june we did do a april or march for a playstation showcase like what is stopping us especially when we're coming off of god of war ragnarok after february you're going to be coming off of playstation vr 2 and horizon call of the mountain i think you do have a bit of a gap there where you can create a message and hopefully not get in the way of something like final fantasy 16 which is coming out in june right and that is going to be a playstation exclusive title let alone street fighter 6 i believe coming out that month as well which is playstation marketed right like do you want to then step over that in the way that you might might not want to step over a god of war ragnarok i know that's different because it's playstation studios but you kind of get where i'm coming from mm-hmm. with it
0: who has a jedi fallen order or jedi survivor marketing Yeah, definitely you know? <laughs> is it playstation or xbox
2: I'm not sure. Hmm. I don't remember who we've seen attached to it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting time. I, th- I don't for... know if they've done yeah. anything. Uh, yeah, right. Enough Platin to really World. seen it uh, yeah, yeah.
3: outside of them just dropping trailers. So, yeah. I imagine we'll we'll see once we get closer to it.
0: What about Nintendo?
2: You tell us, Tim. You're the obsessed Nintendo kid. I mean, we're so. The fuck so... is Advance Wars. I mean, that's an excellent. I heard a question. rumor yesterday that we were getting close. Something got updated on the eShop, and yeah. we we're starting to freak out.
0: Yeah. So, and that makes sense. I imagine that we will get that by March. Okay. But it's also who the hell knows whether yeah, it's yeah. Su- super weird. But yeah, we PlayStation and Nintendo are in a very interesting place right now where they just haven't updated us on what's coming in a long time. And Nintendo specifically, we know it they have Zelda coming up, so they almost don't need to talk about anything else cuz it's like that is the big thing, but we're going to have to see that uh really really shown off, but that's I think an, an issue with this idea of that summer placement for Nintendo, where Tears of the Kingdom is before that. So then, do they come out in June and in a post-Zelda world? Like, we need a Zelda Direct. We need, like, right. a, mm-hmm. like we know so little about that game thus far. It's like, what, two and a half trailers or something? Like, I feel like we're going to need to get something, but I imagine that might be just a Zelda Direct. It won't be... We sure, haven't had, announcing like... Other stuff. Yeah, we haven't had the gameplay
3: Direct. We haven't had the one where the dev is sitting down talking around about new updated mechanics and things like that. I think the thing I'm most wondering about is, like, post-Zelda, Tim, if you, like, gun to your head right now, Tim. hmm mm-hmm. Right? You are, like... Two of them. This is, like, you got to oh be right. <laughs> There's three. There's three. No, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: my gun is to Blessing's head to oh, put shit. a gun to your oh. head. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> um, what do you think is, like, the next big IP announcement, game release, title, like,
0: is it, is it Metroid Prime 4? I mean I no no the the answer is Mario what Mario I don't know but it's been so long since we've gotten a 2D or 3D Mario we did get Bowser's Fury which was incredible but clearly a smaller title that might be them experimenting a with, test a, bed, with a different sort of. style of things, or that might be like, hey, this was an experiment we were, we were doing, and this was the end result of that that product. But I think when you are looking at the, the known quantities of Nintendo at this point, I think the surefire bet is we will hear about the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC within the next month. So... That I think that they're going to push as like big, big, big like um, expansion pass type things for them that are, they're going to treat like almost like a court game. Yeah. Right. And they're going to market it, probably get its own direct and things like that. Um, its own like singular, this is the only the Pokemon direct or Pokemon presents or whatever they call okay. it. Yeah. And like we'll, we'll get updates on Pokemon Sleep and Pokemon this. And We're Pokemon never going to hear about Pokemon Sleep ever <laughs>
1: again.
0: <laughs> like, and the brush your teeth one. Well, that's already out. Oh, did I miss it? Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, my phone. Yeah. I got to download that. Yeah. yeah. Janet uses it um Pokemon but, 401k and all Exactly, that, yeah. exactly. We're going to get a whole bunch of Pokemon, Pokemon Unite updates, like all that type of stuff. So, I think a, a Pokemon attacks. <laughs> Pokemon direct presents whatever is is coming very soon. And then there's um, Zelda 1 at some point as well with the Mario movie coming out in April. Mm. Mario's an interesting, he's an interesting guy, guys. Let me tell you, this motherfucker is interesting. This is Italian guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just a normal plumber yeah. one day, he's out there, you know? But like I don't think that a movie tie-in needs to be as one-to-one direct movie tie-in as they they were back in the day where it's like the game feels more like marketing of the movie than it does right. being a game. A Mario movie tie-in could come out in the fall <laughs> that actually isn't even a tie-in to the movie directly, but it's fucking Mario. You know? And I feel like the the, the Mario movie itself is essentially going to be marketing for the next Mario game inherently, yeah. right? And I do think we're going to get a new Mario game this year. Like, I think it'll be announced and released this year, and if not multiple. I, I mm-hmm. also would not be surprised if they go super hard. 3D Mario and 2D Mario both coming God, out. God, I would year. love it. Is
1: the... <laughs> So what is the, the fall Nintendo game this year? Is it Pikmin Four? Is that going to be the main no one? Way. There you
2: go, Lakers head.
0: Yeah, Pikmin, Pik- 4. Pikmin Four. I mean, I'm still, I'm the jury's out on if it comes out this year or not. Like that's just the type of game that like it, they they keep saying it exists, yeah. so it must exist. But like, I don't know what the hell is it. God,
3: you know? I have I have a question that like I, I don't know if right now is the right time to pose it, but just I want to ask. Just I'm
0: gonna
1: get a Coke. What do you think comes
0: first? Oh, yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> oh no, shit! No, shit! No,
3: pose <laughs> away.
1: Straight on Coke, Coke <laughs> Cole. If you're watching, what I, do you I think that I'm drinking Coke right now? He want to get a Coke. Um, sponsor me. What
3: do you think comes first?
1: Mm.
3: Metroid Prime Four or Splatoon Four?
0: <laughs> Metroid I, Prime Four.
3: Really? Because yeah. I feel like. Even though that sounds like a ridiculous fucking question, I still feel like Splatoon Four has a better chance of coming out before Metroid Prime.
1: I think 4. we get five Kirby games before we get <laughs> before we get Metroid we, Prime five Four. Five Kirby games, maybe. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Splatoon Four, I don't think we get. Off that has the to be
1: switch. next gen at this
0: point. Yeah,
3: yeah. Next gen other, switch. Like Splatoon Two was 2017, and then it took five years for them to do Splatoon Three. So,
1: so you think Metroid Prime Four is going to come out in five years?
0: Yeah,
3: I fucking it, I yeah. fucking hope so.
0: I do. It is, you know, thinking about Metroid you Prime You know, for
2: 4. the lols I hope it doesn't. <laughs> I, that. I mean, the thing is,
0: like, I, I know hope we're
2: I we're taking Ben to see the, the Gotham, whatever, the Brave and the Bold, and it's now... <laughs> taking Ben to still... get his driver's license. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, uh, it, I know this is, like, really tired at this point to even bring up, but I, I do still believe that we are going to get the Twilight Princess and Wind Waker ports oh on God. Switch, and I also think we're going to get Metroid Prime remastered trilogy. remake trilogy some form of that and like the the rumors have changed over time on what that looks like before it was just hey it's the trilogy being ported then it turned into oh, the first one's being remade and then it was like yeah the first one's being like remastered more than remade all that stuff so i think those all exist only
3: and, playable with like the add-on like gamecube controller they're gonna sell separately that plugs into whatever the fuck god damn it i
0: hate them dude uh, well, i hate them i hate them so much everybody WNTs. but yeah i i feel like at least some of those products are finished, and the Nintendo's just waiting for the time. And they've done that before with games, and they'll do it again. And I think they're going to here, and I think it's they are trying to line that up better to Metroid Prime 4. And obviously that game's had such a horrible development cycle for the last 10 years, whatever, however you want to shake it. But even just looking at retro themselves, we haven't had a retro game since Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Bless. Damn and That was a console ago. Thirteen, <laughs> I think, maybe yeah, fourteen. That's 20, ten years. Twenty thirteen, I believe. And that's just has so anybody checked upsetting. up on the studio?
1: <laughs> like maybe it's, like maybe the doors are locked and people are in there and I mean, they can't get home. Oh my were. god, there was a carbon
2: monoxide leak. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> there there Please, the, you so long. <laughs> the game's been done for six years.
0: <laughs> there were the rumors of the the Star Fox Grand Prix stuff that they may or may not have been working on all of that, and then uh, you know Metroid Prime off on all that stuff, and now they're on. So it's like. I feel like they've been working on that game, and I I have faith that that game comes out by twenty twenty five. Okay, I believe that. How believe many
3: that. new Kirby and Yoshi games do we get before that game comes out? Like well, just random fucking here Yoshi's neighborhood or what? I don't know. Like little dude. If yo- yo- they was a town builder
2: stand. in Yoshi Land or whatever, fuck on me. They'll get there eventually. They made two Kirby fighting games.
3: But yeah. but Yoshi would have to be like the son of a divorced family and broken
2: home. No, right? no, I
1: like just. I like <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: If it was an exploratory game about Yoshi's sexuality, yeah, 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 I mean, a, a walking sim yeah, where Yoshi's I mean. really discovering himself,
3: finding the past about his mother, <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> he's wearing all these indie band rock things, dyes his hair.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, you know, there actually isn't that many Yoshi games. I think it just felt like there were because remember the Wii U happened. Right, and then Nintendo was like, "Oh shit, no one played these games. Let's re-release all of them." So it's like a lot of games that feel like we've seen a million times, just because we've actually seen them for the last ten years. And it's just been the same game. We haven't had a Yoshi game in a while. I that's not a big title, you know, but I, I could see a, a new Yoshi next year. Kirby, we're gonna have to wait a while. We'll get some, I mean, We're getting Kirby like next week, right? I think Return to Dreamland.
1: Yeah, that's going yeah. uh, sometime soon. Very yeah. soon. My question is, is there any reason for Nintendo to do any, any type of showcase or direct in June when they're not appearing at E3? I feel like that's the only thing that's been connecting them to doing any sort of big thing in June. And like we saw in last June, right? Like there was no E3. Nintendo did the mini partner showcase and it was a small, low-key thing. With, with them not doing E3, why would they do a showcase or a, a direct? I don't think they're going to.
3: Do you right. when, do you think,
0: when do you think the next Nintendo thing we see is? Well, like I said, I think we see Pokemon very soon. I think we see Zelda not too far after that. We're running out of time. We're going to have to at some point. And I, I don't know. I feel like maybe August. Because Nintendo does have titles coming out. They're just not the ones.
3: like they're not Yeah, they're not the blockbuster big IP. And that's... A, that's that's what I'm kind of worried about. Like we, we have the knowns in mind. We don't really have the unknown stuff. Like, what is the forecast looking like?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, That depresses me, dude. There's just so many teams that we don't even know what they're working on. Yeah. What is the Mario Kart team working on, Greg? I don't know. Why hope Mario Kart. What could they be? Because their last game was ARMS. That was many years ago at this point. And Some
3: people <laughs> say that's own the world like I said it would. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I, yeah. That, bless. I predicted ARMS would like be. I was looking forward to ARMS. I thought that was going to be like the big one. You know what came <laughs> out?
1: And I know. <laughs> and I tried playing it three times, and I was like, no, nah, this shit sucks. I thought this is going to be Wee Boxing, and this isn't as fun as Wee Boxing. Um, I could see, because you're talking about a Pokemon Presents happening in. Um, the coming weeks, right? Which I think makes a lot of sense. I could also see a direct happening, maybe a few weeks later, or maybe some sometime in February, because Nintendo does like February. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look in the past, right? It's not every single year, but a lot of years they do
2: have something to kick off. It's either January or February. Months. Yeah, yeah exactly. and you're not counting their usual like Indie World thing they do at GDC, just okay. Sure. No,
0: strictly March, the, a Nintendo Direct, like a real Nintendo Direct, not a mini partner showcase. Okay, not, uh, any of those other things. Yeah, it's so been what, a long time since we had. I mean, the last one was September. Uh, September September 13th. 13th. And what happened to that one? All the farm games. Uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're really due for like a big Nintendo update, but I also am not convinced we're going to get it anytime soon because we already know Zelda's coming out. And it's like, there is also the Switch Pro, Switch 2, whatever the hell, like at some point we're going to hear about that. and I don't think we're that far away from getting to that conversation. Sure. So if it's summertime, right? Going back to the big topic at hand here. Summer Game Fest, E3, everyone doing their own showcases. Greg, what do you predict actually goes down this summer?
2: Uh, SGF will be back. I think that's where you'll see the main cooperation between the big three. I think you'll see titles represented there. Not, and, I'm talk, and I'm talking more like in an E3 sense where Jeff will do his showcase. And I think that's where you'll see... An update on I'm, I'm throwing I'm saying a PlayStation game, an Xbox game, a, a Nintendo game. Oh, you mean
3: the big three like Jack and
2: Daxter, like no, no, no,
3: and of course Ratchet the <laughs> Power f-
2: yeah. <laughs> of the Power. <laughs> uh, you see them cherry pick titles out that way that they want to talk about later on their own showcases. That maybe they introduced at their own showcases, something like that. And then of course a number of third parties there. I think uh, E3 without the big three continues and exists and is this live event that is a hodgepodge of stuff, but it is you know for all intents and purposes, a scaled-down version of the E3 we were already going to, where, yeah, okay, there's no PlayStation booth, there's no Xbox booth, there's no Nintendo booth, but there's a Konami booth, and there's an Embracer group booth, and there's a, you know, the list goes on, Atlas, Uh, there are things there for people to go and have activations on. I don't think there's that much draw in terms of what the press is getting out of it. They'll be there, and they'll cover it, but I think, as usual, it'll be like, these are more of the middle of the mid tier games that people are excited for, but they're not your last of us part three or whatever factions like that. Uh, and I think you see, uh, the major, no, well, I should say, yes, the major publishers we're talking about, but then also gorilla collectives and wholesome games and probably gearboxes do their own presentations and showcases. Obviously a gearbox one and wholesome games. Those would be either at SGF as well or over here. But I think, I think, I don't think it looks that much different from your couch at home when you're opening up your computer to find out what's going on E3, when you're watching a reaction stream or a TikTok from us. I just think things are more, I don't even want to say spread out because they've been so spread out for the past few years.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's looking at in the past few years and even going back further, like E3 we talk about as the press conferences and the show itself, but like really the press conferences aren't actually E3. They're just surrounding it. Now, especially that everyone is doing their own thing if they're even doing anything at all. And then we have um, Summer Game Fest that actually has a showcase the kickoff event i forget whatever they call it but um they have a a stage show right that yeah. or, and even if there's no stage like they have a place that they're showcasing a whole bunch of games e3 has never had that does not have that now. Now them being owned by ReadPop, it seems like E3 is even being more than ever marketed as a PAX-like, a a, a, yeah. a a get the public to hang out together, community-focused type stuff, get your hands on some games. But yeah, it's not going to be the biggest stuff.
2: Sure. Um, and this is what I was talking about on Games Daily. Just like E3 always was. E3 always was. You walk the show floor, and it's not. You're playing something PlayStation just announced on their stage, usually. I mean, I'm, there's rare exceptions. But for the most part, you're... Naughty Dog game they debuted is going to be a Behind Closed Doors demo that you want to go to, you know, Cyberpunk Behind Closed Doors demo. Like These things you have to book a slot for, you have to go through, that are often media only. So I really don't I, – I think, again, the footprint's going to be smaller. I w- I'm guessing for E3 this year. Uh, but I don't think it's that much crazy at a glance. It's, it, it, you look at it, as like, this is unrecognizable. I think it'll still be like that.
0: Yeah. And with E3, the last couple of years, getting smaller and smaller. Like, every time we went there – it really, like, it went from being, like, some of the years being, like, this insane, every booth is, like, wild, towering over you, like, the production value through the roof. And then as PlayStation backed out and as the big guys started backing out, then it just kind of got awkward and empty. And it's, like, I feel like this year it's going to be as awkward and empty as ever, but just with questionably more people there. Yeah, it, It's so
3: weird to think about how much smaller it has gotten when I think about the first year i attended in 2017 when i was when i joined kind of funny and then every thumbnail that you saw around the internet was the xbox booth and the mm-hmm. playstation yeah, booth yeah, facing yeah, each yeah, other yeah. right you see that image so much over the internet whenever you just google search e3 you're always going to see that image and that was the last time you saw that image like it's just gotten progressively smaller and smaller and i think I think more concentrated, not really. They had to make some adjustments, right? Like big people are dropping out. We have to kind of reinvent what this whole thing is. But I think you're right. I think more and more E3 is going to become a summer packs, And we may not even see an official E3 stream. I think it'll be more what you were mentioning, the PC Gamer stream, yeah. the Wholesome Gaming stream, the...
2: Gorilla Collective.
3: Yeah, Gorilla yeah. Collective. All these different smaller, uh, you know, either publishers or group or gaming groups or whatever coming together to kind of make their own presentations. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, we saw a complete removal of an official live E3 show in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Greg, I mean, you hosted what I would say is the first of its kind E3 show. Like, E3 would always have live components with, like, YouTube partnerships sure. things like that. But, like... You hosted the multi-day event where it was like they treated it as if they were trying to open the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Like, Do do you think that that worked? Do you think that they will do that again? Or is that just totally over?
2: (sighs) Great question.
3: Um, It worked because you were so good at it, bro.
2: Thank you very
1: much. Yeah, fuck yeah. And Michael Haim?
2: No, Mm -hmm. he actually dragged it down. (laughs) (laughs) It's a loaded question that I'm probably biased on, right? Where... Did it work? I mean, yeah, we had an audience that watched along. I don't think it was revolutionary. I don't think it was the, the definitive source of places to go. Cause I don't think that exists. I think that even E3 trying to get in the game where they are now, uh, to host a stage show and a production. The problem there is that there's the kind of funny audience that wants to go watch us react together. There is the easy allies audience that wants to go watch them react together. There's the IGN audience that wants to come out of something and watch Damon and McCaffrey talk about it. Like, You have your chosen personalities of what you want and the content you want. And I don't know how many people are unaffiliated that are just, like, down for a new thing. That's the Mm -hmm. problem is, like, I feel like E3, both in terms of the thing I hosted, in terms of what they're talking about now, trying to be, like, a summer packs and all this stuff – I feel like it's just a step behind everywhere they need to be. I don't think they're cutting edge on anything they're trying to do. I think the original pitch we you know heard for that E3, the digital one that we were doing, right, that was supposed to have a live component for a while, remember, uh, that was like register and you can do this and do that and you'll have this crossover. You have that. that actually, you know, none of it came together. None of it actually happened. Your digital demos or anything like that. That was a cool idea that was different. That did sound like, okay, cool. This could be something that was special in terms of, you book a Discord thing, and you get an invite, and you can go sit down and watch a presentation from a developer. So, Remember yeah. we created, like, E3 online personas? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What happened with that? <laughs> nothing, because <laughs> it was like, it all had the best intentions, but I think they were a step behind it, and they couldn't pull it off in, in, the way they wanted to. I feel it to. like my persona's still out there, like, just kind of, like, lost. Just it's just like, hungry, doesn't like, like doesn't Getting its information leaked. <laughs> yeah. uh, they were just a step behind and everything. So, like, it accomplished what it was set off to do, which was, like create a show to watch and have a whole bunch of very talented people work on it and create it. But I don't think it became the definitive place because, again, what is the what is the definitive place? It's exclusives. It's having it's it's having something no one else has. And so when it is that, it was just a different place to watch a before or after stream talking about Gearbox or what Xbox or Wholesome, or whatever the hell we were reacting to, right? Like, that's all well and good, but I think you're already entrenched in so many different environments that you're never... That, that conversation's already so shattered. And that's the thing about what... Jeff does that's so smart is that Jeff makes his own show. That is, like, everybody come here and watch this thing and then go watch your personalities, right? And I think that this E3, the way they've pitched it, and I, we don't know a lot about it, right? We just know what we've read on Games Industry, that business, stuff like that. I'm not getting the vibe they're doing. We're pulling together the E3 show. We're pulling together an hour-and-a-half-long E3 show. That's the the show that you come and watch with your fr- and then, like, And I don't know if that's what it needs to be. And that's where it's so weird of, like, the identity of E3 has been in question for so long that even now they're like, oh man, none of the big three are going to be there. And it's like, well, was that what you were envisioning this E3 to be? Well, what is this E3? And to yeah. the point that, like, cool, now it's the summer packs. Do people care? Like, And I know that people care, and I mean, you're in different parts of the country, and yada, yada, yada. But I just feel like, cool, none of the big three are there. It's just going to be these mid tier games you go see. And again, I'm not knocking those games, but like, is that worth it going? I, my thoughts is that I think they go through and they do E3 this year and I do not think there's an E3 next year
0: in was, terms of like, It's going
2: to be uh, my next call. In terms of doing another live event, like, again, like, as long as there's an ESA, I assume they will try to do E3 something because, of course, E3 is a brand. It is a name. It is, yeah. you know, you talk to anybody who goes to the E3s from the public side or press side, they're always like, I've always dreamed of going. I have this past. This has always been my dream since I read about it on IGN or in Game Informer or whatever. That is still powerful. And I don't know at what point going to E3 is going to PAX. And I know people love PAX, but I I've dreamed of going to PAX this isn't something you hear. And I know people do. I'm not mm. taking a shot at PAX, but PAX is the obtainable. Whereas E3 has always been, oh, you had to be a person in the industry to go to it. And I feel like Right now, as it tries to figure out its persona and tries to figure out what it is, I don't feel like people are going to walk away from this E3 being like, that was the best weekend of my time. That was the best use of my time. I'm glad I spent that money. And I always feel that way, as we talked about on Games Daily today, of just like the people I talked to at a PAX who are waiting two and a half hours in a line for a 10-minute demo. Like, okay, like I enjoy yourself. So I could totally be wrong that people go there and they're just excited to be in the LA Convention Center and yada, yada, yada. I just feel... As you lose the big three, you lose steam. Jeff has already got his boot on your throat and is already the number one game in town. At what point do you look at the cost and the labor and the intense amount of work it is to get the LA Convention Center and go, this just isn't worth it?
0: Yeah. Uh, I have a follow-up question for that, Greg. But before I get to that, let me tell you about our sponsors shout out to grammarly for sponsoring this episode from essays to emails grammarly's communication assistance can help you write with confidence grammarly is a must-have for every student best of all it's free to download and works on all your favorite devices and apps a ton of us here at kind of funny have been using grammarly for years and joey specifically is a huge fan she says and i quote grammarly is used with everything. Emails, tweets, even writing our weekly schedule. Sometimes my brain works faster than my fingers and it's nice to have a second set of eyes. The free versions of Grammarly offers comprehensive writing suggestions, a tone detector, and a synonym feature, all to help you proofread your work as you write. So you can be sure it's mistake-free and polished before submitting. Grammarly Premium comes with advanced features like clarity full sentence rewrites, which flag and rephrase hard-to-read sentences. Premium even comes with plagiarism detection. From essays and projects to emails and presentations. Improve your grades this semester with Grammarly. You can sign up for an account today at Grammarly.com slash kind of funny and get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash kind of funny. Grammarly.com slash kind of funny.
1: If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind.
2: Brought to you by The Real Cost
0: and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
2: Keely gets E3. Dude, like, you're talking about like there, like it's like Shane McMahon gets WCW. Here comes oh, the money. It's yeah. just eh. music. And it is, it is the one
0: thing. It's what you said. It is the E3 show. E3, the brand, everything you said is absolutely pinpoint accurate. There is an importance to E3 that I don't know that Summer Game Fest can ever get. Like, I just think that, like, that is a, a rebranding that we get it. But I think till the end of time, we are all going to be, and the people listening are always going to be like, Yeah, the June time, the E3, like, it's like this weird thing where E3 means so much to us, and like, you can't get away from that. Sure. And I know there's the, you know, blood feud between them at this point, but like, I, you know, my ultimate pitch for what E3 should be going forward would be it's one thing, it is a designed week of content. You don't get to just add things and like it's not showcases for freaking days it's like there is the one big one there's a couple key ones that they do and then there is an in-person side to it but it's like focused where my biggest concern right now is like how is e3 going to compete when it has to compete with summer game fest you talk about the exclusives and things like that like there are going to be games mid-tier or or not that won't be at E3
2: because they're at the Summer Game Fest thing. Something I talked about today on Games Daily was, and it's a quick aside, Go for it. was this thing of, like, I don't know anything about Jeff's business or how that works. I would imagine he's saying, if you want to come here and be a part of this, you, you got to be exclusive to us. We don't want to be double-dipping. We don't want you in the Summer Game Fest Presentation and then you're also in the E3 presentation. I know it's wonky because I don't know exactly what E3 is going to be, but it's like sleeping around, you know. He wants exclusive content to serve his audience because he's trying to put on a great show. Yeah, and so that is, uh, I think, a, a concern, right? Of like, okay, cool. How does Bandai Namco play both sides? What do you, can you do? Mo- one game at one thing, and another, a different title, at another, but they can't cross paths, or is that am I? And who does that benefit? Right? Yeah. Because think about
0: it from the journalist perspective. That's just extra complications that people don't want from the user's perspective. If you just want to go and play the game or even just watch the content to learn about the games. Like I feel like this is an example of if it was just one to rule them all. And like, then everyone had to play by those rules. We'd just be in such a better place. And I think we being every vertical you look at, whether it's the gamers, the the, the workers, all of that stuff, what would your dream pitch be?
1: I don't know, because I think the thing with the Jeff versus E3 thing, and Jeff possibly taking over E3 and just making it his own thing, is, for me, if I was Jeff, and I've done Summer Game Fest for multiple years in a row at this point, and we've gotten the Elden Rings, and we've gotten Neil Druckmann, and we've we've put in all this work to build Summer Game Fest up to being what it is, it'd be really difficult for me to go, oh man, all right, you got the E3 brand, cool, now let's make it E3 again, right? Like, for me, I think I would have that level of, not even pettiness, I think just... This is my baby. Yeah, like, this is my baby, I've grown this baby, and... Right now, this baby is successful, right? It's so successful to the point where we are calling it bigger than E3 at this point. Well, I, I I think E3 probably needs Jeff more than Jeff needs E3. 100%. Especially after you're talking about the blood feud, right? Talking about the idea that Jeff did not believe in E3's vision by the time he, he left, right? I think at this point, it is Jeff just kind of waiting for the killing blow and waiting for him to be the... Only I, well, I am the new E3. I am the only game in town. I think what this ends up being, and this kind of going back to the conversation that, um, that we we're just having, is E3 becoming PAX um and i think they might have to find success in that in that place like greg mentions before that you know pax is never a place where people are like oh man i've been waiting all my life to go to pax like i want to go to pax e3 is that and i think it could possibly work to e3's benefit if it was all right we're going for this big consumer show what if e3 is pax prime what if e3 is the biggest pax that there is where it is we are calling up all these third parties we're all called we are calling up any developers maybe you are maybe you are able to eventually get games in there from like nintendo and playstation and xbox right maybe getting one or two depending on the year and having people being able to line up and play those games and having it be this PAX environment i'm sure that takes a minute to to build up but <clears throat> this year is the first year you're working i believe it's the first year they're working with repop right to, yeah, to build this right. um repop knows how to make packs and they've they have years and years and years under the belt turning packs into what it is and packs is a really fun show right like I think for me it Why is the- PAX Fun? Why is PAX Fun? Yeah. Well, for me, as somebody who, you know, came up listening to podcasts, watching or um reading IGN, watching IGN, doing all that stuff, for me, it was I think what a lot of people think E3 is when they watch E3 and see the presentations and all that stuff where it is. You go to this big convention center, for me it was always PAX West, which used to be PAX Prime. You go to a convention center. You have all these different demo kiosks available for you to play all these cool, different, uh, cool-looking, different indie games. You are going to the indie mega booth, right? Which is oh man, like uh, boyfriend dungeon. What is that? Let me check it out. Or like panels. Yeah, cool panels that are featuring people like kind of funny, Giant Bomb, GameSpot, all these different creators that you probably follow and and love. Right, developers. Yeah, you have an industry that you've been been able to look like look at from the outside looking in. Um, uh, out of nowhere all the way accessible to you right and you're able to experience that for me that made pack special right it was like i think it was the first time yeah it was one of the first times where i saw kind of funny live where i was like oh snap that's tim gettys that's greg miller right oh snap that's ign that's podcast beyond whatever it is uh and i think a lot of people find that special and i think you can turn e3 into that because e3 does have that name recognition um and if you're able to go hey anybody buy tickets here and we are going to have x y and z creator we're gonna have x y and z company come out fly out experience experience this for what pax has been i think you could have something there and i think that's how you start to carve out your own identity as as e3 as an e3 that is kind of losing its own identity at this point
2: point. and in my opinion there's no possible way they have enough time and runway to do that mm-hmm. i think you hit it nail on the head that pax is about the indie mega booth and it is about these cool games you've never heard of and it is about these cool panels right e3 is not those things E3 is about the huge announcements, the pomp and circumstance, the photo op, uh, the cra- you, the big announcements, and these games you've never heard of, right? I don't. I think the majority of people going to an E3 expect to play the latest and greatest from uh, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, Call of Duty, you name it, and have those kind of things. And I think that. We look at even our own traffic, let alone IGN or talk to anybody else about covering indie games. Like, There's no money in that. There's no views in that. And that PAX is a very special show because it is legitimately, if you're going to do a Venn diagram, of people who listen to video game podcasts and people who want to – it's it's a circle. Even know people want to go to PAX, it's a circle. They're the same audience. That's why it is so successful. And it is, I I would say, even when you go to PAX – I I don't know if it's 50-50, I, I, but I, I – I'll, I'll be I'll be as I don't know I think hmm. there's people that are equally there to play the games and but are equally there to see the panels and see IGN kind of funny whoever yeah. it is the podcast right and I think, I mean, I think like part a, of it too is seeing a, your friends I think it's a gathering it's a community yeah. and I know? don't think that's what e3 is and I think if you're going to try to talk about changing the narrative for e3 to be that I just think you, lose it because this year wouldn't be that. This year would be people showing up and being like, oh, well, I came to see, I was hoping to play fucking whatever, yeah, Factions, Spider-Man 2. Last of was Faction Spider-Man 2, and that's not here. And so I'm just playing, and there's this weird Japanese game, and yada, yada, yada. It's like the Looky Luke. It, it, it's going from something that was already Comic-Con and bringing it down, where it's yeah. it, it, and changing its character. And I think, what does it become? How does it do if we're not talking about if it is Summer Game Fest? And then way back to your point, I think that's the whole thing of why Jeff would I don't I don't think Jeff wants E three and I don't think he'd ever want to take E three because again then you take on all the baggage of the E threes that have come before when you've set your own cadence with Summer Game Fest and set your own rules and done all these things.
3: And and you've tied so much of the name Summer Games Fest to the popularity and success of game awards and the fact that like the Game Awards is becoming such a ubiquitous thing in the industry and among like just Households of gamers that don't listen to gaming podcasts all the time. Like it, the, the audience is continuously growing and growing year after year. And the idea that the Game Awards Twitter account is the central home for Summer Games Fest Twitter stuff as well. I know they have their Twitter account as well, but like you kind of see them as like, that's the Keely spot. That's sure. Keely's thing, you know? I don't think he would ever take E3. I think, much like I was telling Bless a little while ago, that's his baby. I think he wants, he wants it to keep on
0: growing, you know? I think if he had, the, if he could own E3, and it was his. He's renaming his baby. Mm-hmm. E three is such a strong brand, and Summer Game Fest. It just never will. If
2: be. If we got to the point where we could buy IGN, would you want to then dissolve, kind of funny, and just be IGN?
0: No, because we're cooler.
2: <laughs> I de- oh. guarantee he yeah. thinks a lot, the same a lot thing about cooler it. shirt yep.
0: opportunities. I'll go with IGN.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's. It, the The idea of even you talking about the packs of what makes a pack's a packs and you, you even saying like what really made it special for you so much of that is the panels and the people and stuff I don't think we're getting that at this E3 100% I don't think and we're like, getting that at this E3 and, and that's the problem if we don't get it so what are we getting at this E3 it's just disappointment the, the light, and, yeah, and then
2: it's, it's like so next year you're going to try to pivot and be like alright oh, we're getting panels and we're doing and it's like well who does anybody care like I wouldn't expect us to go to uh, E3 right now and have a panel and have it be like our PAX panels, which are fucking awesome in a giant community party, right? I'd expect the room to be half full and, like, people are wandering the floor trying to get their swag bags filled up and not, you know, do that. So,
1: in the IGN article, where they reported about Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony skipping E3, the ESA did give a statement, um, or no, the uh, Repop gave a statement to to IGN, uh, which makes me curious, which... I'm, I'm going to use that and usher it into a question, right? So the statement reads like this. E3 is such a significant event for the game industry and being entrusted with an important cultural touchstone is not a responsibility ReadPop takes lightly. Since ReadPop took, the, took on the contract to run E3 six months ago, we've worked diligently with ESA members based on their feedback to create a new type of E3 that supports their goals and needs. This process has taken time to uh, time due to the tremendous amount of stakeholders offering input, though we appreciate that we can we could have been more transparent to questions for which we were still finalizing the answers we can continue to work tirelessly to create a show that brings together the global gaming industry we believe we've created a new format uh, for the event that serves the needs of both the industry and its fans and are committed to building and growing it in the coming years as we spent much of 2022 refining how e3 2023 would take shape reflecting on the, the feedback we solicited we did not send a single contract to an exhibitor until the start of month We have received a tremendous amount of interest and verbal commitments from many of the biggest companies in the industry. And when we are ready to announce the the exhibitors, we're confident it will be a lineup uh, that will make the trip to Los Angeles well worth it for the industry and consumers alike. My question goes to the part where they say, uh, we have received a tremendous amount of interest and verbal commitments from many of the biggest companies in the industry. With confirmation
2: ten
1: or at least and that's For us, right? We're like, oh yeah, ten cent Like the companies that, no offense to ten cent eraser, we might not care about in in terms of the context of E three. Sure, but where do the Ubisofts and
0: uh, Square, EA's yeah. and Square Enixes fall in? Capcom, like, Capcom. Like when with- Capcom might be like an example of the big guys that they could have. Does Unless that, they're tied
2: up with summer and games, and that's but. my thing. Where Street Fighter was there, Street Fighter was one of the biggest things at Summer Games yeah. last year, and I think that worked out very well for them. And again, we're hypothesizing on what Jeff or the ESA would ha- or Pop would have in terms of restrictions or whatever. My bet, my bet would be Jeff has a lot of different requirements and rules, and the ESA slash pop are just like, please fucking come, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you want to go be on SGF too? Don't worry about it. Blah blah blah. My, my thing is, Ubisoft, I
1: think, is a very interesting one because they've not been... And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they've, they've been connected to Summer Game Fest uh, this whole time. I remember being surprised that first year, uh, or it was 2020, where it was, oh, yeah, everybody's part of Summer Game Fest. Well, Ubisoft's missing from the from the calendar that Def yeah. Keely would put out, and I think they've been consistent with that. I... Would think that well, they don't this. know what they're putting out either. <laughs> that's
3: true. That's true. Ubisoft
2: just know what is doing. But I could see Dude, maybe this is the fact, for actually that's offensive. They know they're putting out Skull and Bones one day. <laughs> oh, They've been clear for like eight years. They're putting out Skull and Bones. They got game. They, they got young, Good and Evil too. Okay? They got Division Heartland. That's coming. Right? Division Heartland. That's coming. Division Heartland's coming. So is the mobile division game? Don't Star forget. About that's fucking offensive. <laughs> I thought Harlan came out. No, right? <laughs> it did not come
1: out. But yeah, you have Ubisoft. Uh, EA, I forget if they've been connected to Summer Game Fest. No, remember they doing did EA playing.
2: Oh, oh, I see your you're Do yeah. so, we yeah. get an EA Play? Probably, right? Is it connected to E3? No. Interesting. I think, was, I think again, like, jigs up on that. Like, they've done well on doing their own thing. And last year, they didn't do one right. That's when they put out, well, Austin Creed killed it, and they put out a statement that was just like, listen, y'all, we'll, we'll, when we can, we'll, when we're ready to talk, we'll talk about what it is. What would they talk about? At this yeah, that's point, you know, because we have I, I kind Jedi. Of, I jumped on that one early. I forgot about April now for Jedi Fall. Or yeah, Jedi. I mean, yeah,
3: like we—it's really just Jedi. We we think about the Kotor remake. That was—I mean, eventually, put on hold,
2: you know. College football's back, baby. <laughs> That's right. the one.
3: That's the one. Gamers, we know what you like. Sports yeah, up- games. Updates on Skate 4, maybe. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, We know you like sports games and collegiate sports games. Listen, we killed... <laughs> Bound the- to be successful worldwide. American college sports. <laughs> Anthony <me> in the <laughs> chat also shouts out Dragon Age. Like, it's been a minute since we've got Great it. Oh, Great yeah, point. Yeah, and yeah. the Age next Mass Effect.
0: Effects. Yeah. 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 What?
1: So, like, I guess my, I say all that to say is, is there a way to make E3 exciting without the big three?
0: I thought the big three, yes. How so? I mean, I think you get everybody else, and it doesn't sound like they have that, but that's how you would do it. I, don't, I think E3 has survived, has done great before when some of the big guys weren't there. I mean, I feel like there was always at least one of them, right? Nintendo always showed up. Correct. Right. Like and they they always had like a a dope booth that was like really showing off like their entire lineup. Like they did before COVID
3: Xbox wasn't a part of it. It was just yeah, it was just Nintendo.
0: Yeah, like they were the first to drop out and the PlayStation eventually as well. But like there there was the gravitas of the Nintendo booth and the PlayStation booth where it's like they they made it feel like there was a presence to the entire point of E3, right? Nintendo
2: dropped out before PlayStation did of E3?
0: No, no, no. No, no, no.
2: Okay, my apologies. No, Nintendo was the last one to stay. Got you. Thank you. Yeah, very much. yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so Nintendo um, have they actually brought the fire at E3? Like, I would say that consistently, they were the ones that would bring we their use AAA, AAA lineup. Dunk City. To, <laughs> oh, to, I mean, no, around, all man. that stuff's great, oh, but so but to play, like like you were talking about, E3 is not yep. the place where they yep. announce a game and you get to play it for Nintendo. Nintendo-us. It Nintendo-us, often was. Nintendo was fair. Um, whereas PlayStation, it would be like, I would say, it we could count on, we'll be able to play a bunch of the third party games, maybe one of the smaller first party titles. We're going to get behind closed doors, extended it There'll be a demos. big new
3: 3DS yeah. game <laughs> you that you for a while. while.
0: <laughs> yeah, of uh, the big Sony titles. but um, And then Xbox would be just kind of all over the place. But that's just because Xbox, yeah. they just function differently. But I think that even you take all of those out. So this would be the first E3 without Nintendo. It's an interesting point that I didn't think about. Um, I do think that like Ubisoft always had a big presence. And they had a ton of games to play and things to show off. EA as well. Like If they did all that, it'd be great. But EA's gone. I don't expect Ubi to be no? there. So I, I think the C3 is going to be a very, very, very sad state of affairs. And I do think that the biggest thing is going
2: to be like a 10 cent. Oh, that's so sad. That breaks my heart. <laughs> and no panels and no community stuff. It's, and that's it's... why I think they don't get back to it. Yeah. I think it's just, I I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I think that it would be so disappointing both from, well, I guess, triple from our perspective as a press audience perspective as people, and then ESA as the people trying to pull this off. I'm just like, well. If this is the best we can do, why yeah. do this again? So jumping over then, Summer Game Fest.
0: What do we expect this year? Do we think that it's going to be a, a, a Jeff's going to make us all bend the knee and swear
2: our allegiance to him. <laughs> choose us. <laughs> and I'll fucking do it, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> what do I expect from Summer Game Fest? I expect, I think it's going to be a really strong Summer Game Fest. I think Jeff's going to take all the feedback from last year and I mean the presentation because we were hard on it last year because we weren't happy with it. I think he's going to have a tighter show. I think he's going to have bigger announcements. I think I think he's I think b- again based on what's happened uh with E3 th- throughout the multiple years here, but where we're at, I think companies are going to be able- ready to talk about their bigger games. I think they understand the power of Jeff. I think they understand what Summer Game Fest is now. I think they're probably excited that he's having a private he has his own conference like we're talking about his own showcase and i think then you see uh you know a a good press event again for us to go play whatever everybody's ready to have us play
3: i could see ea giving him their big guns and and say and say you know fuck ea play that's obviously a lot of resources and time and stuff to put together a show that we may only have two or three games to show for i could see them having uh their big stuff on jeff's showcase dragon age four whatever next look at Mass Effect would be. Uh, maybe we don't see Mass Effect until N7 days. Skate
0: 4, perhaps.
3: Yeah, true. You know, Yeah,
0: yeah I, I'm with you on that. I, I think that that definitely is the most likely scenario in my mind. Like, uh, earlier I was talking about PlayStation's last in-person press conferences and the differences between when they have hella games to announce versus we're just kind of checking in on games. And we've seen EA Play iterate on that as well. Uh, even the various ones you've hosted, some of them are a bit more... We're gonna deep dive into these four titles, and other ones were like the one Austin hosted was way more traditional, showcasey of like announcements. Things are actually like happening, like new things are, are being talked about. Dead Space remake was announced there. I don't think that EA is in a place right now where they have that many games to to talk about. So I think, I mean, Iron Man. Yeah, but I mean, um, no. but that's, like they have they have games, but like I think that that's Summer Game Fest, right? Mm. Instead of having to make a whole event and pat it out and like show off like four or five titles, six, eight titles, whatever it is, they can cherry pick their, their big ones and just focus and just be like, like you are our champion, Iron Man. <laughs> Do you think we get that Black Panther game this year? Get it? No. or
1: Not, not, not at release, oh, like, it release, but get it announced. See it, yeah.
2: The open world Black Panther so. game that they're working on? I don't think so. I think you got a clear uh, Black Panther Captain America game first. Mm. Marvel. i, I know they're not the public, same publisher but marvel yeah. games obviously is in behind both of them and i just don't think they want those stepping on each other right that makes sense and we're not getting that for a while a i expect well i don't think we're getting black panther anytime soon either i still think but it could easily of, be the flop if it's it, in the other way
3: i still can't believe we saw like any sort of glimpse of it and, even though it was just like an announcement i'm still shocked that we at least saw like hey this thing exists <laughs> i'm like very yeah. surprised by that yeah. where'd
0: we see it I don't remember. Got a D23 hosted by Wait, which by game Flessy? were we oh, talking yeah, about? Really oh, we're talking junior? about the Black Panther <laughs> Cadmo. Right. I just love like the about right. things we're talking about that we've hosted. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. We're the best. God. I said we're the best.
1: Oh, we're the, oh yeah. yeah we're the you. Well, you, you made eye
2: contact. We're not talking yeah. about fucking final Tim, fantasy. I, when I returned, Hit the button. the day is it coming to? Who no knows? He's still fucking lie.
3: Tim, New York Times,
0: you were in there. Thank you. I was on Times Square. Times Square, so, yeah, New York. York it's a whole state thing. of mind, right? Exactly. Damn, crazy. You know, New York was state crazy. of mind, baby. What's up? <laughs> um, but yeah, Summer Game Fest. I have really high hopes this year like, for everything that y'all were just saying. But like, I think that I think that without fault, every single Keeley event. Has gotten better than the previous ones in terms of production, in terms of tightness, in terms of dealing with the criticism. I don't think that it's always gotten better in terms of the announcements, but that's not on him. Clearly, no, 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 no. He wants to get the biggest announcements possible. And I think that the longer we go on, the more shows he does, the more the industry sees oh, he got the stuff. Like, mm. he's, he's the game
2: in town. Just, Just let him do it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, I, I think that we're really set up for that. And then, I do think that uh, a very important aspect to the um, Summer Game Fest side of things is what used to be Judges Week, now being what we did last year, being able to go uh, very tight, tight knit, community focused, but a community of games media, which I think is a very important element to E3 that sounds like E3 is not going to have. You know what I mean? Like well didn't
2: they mention their thing they wanted media days? I'm sure. Okay, okay.
0: I'm sure, but I just I don't I don't think that it's going to be the same. Like I feel like sure. like Summer Games Fest last year, it felt like a a who's who of the industry. Sure, Anna. and Paris. And it felt like yeah, exactly. And it, 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 it it felt <laughs> like there was like a it was it, it was says. a very If that event didn't even have games <laughs> to preview, but it was just for everybody to catch up and talk. Yeah, I think yeah. that there's such value there. The, and I think that they're going to triple down on that.
1: I think the thing that's interesting regarding press being down there is, is press going to be in L.A. for a full week? Is that is that the plan? Three years now. You're talking Three, about, <laughs> you're talking about uh, Summer Game Fest happening on Thursday, I believe, June 8th. Yeah, Thursday, June 8th. And then E3 happening the following Tuesday through Friday, June 13th through June 16th. Are people going to go to both realistically? Yes. Oh man, I'm
2: tired. I know that. it sounds outrageous, but remember E3 before it died had moved to Saturday being EA Play. So people were flying in on Friday already, if not earlier for stuff like that. So if it's Thursday for Summer Game Fest, and is that, I haven't seen this. Is it? No, so
1: Thursday is the Summer Game Fest live event. I forget when.
2: The in-person thing. Oh, was. was that Friday? Yeah. So then you imagine if they follow the same schedule, then fr- fuck yeah, it'd be the same thing as it, last time, right? Yeah. Where we would react here, then probably climb on a plane, then go to work Friday. on Friday, go work on Saturday, or just drink our faces yeah, off and Saturday, Sunday,
1: and then the rest of the
0: day. Is... Sunday,
2: yeah, you figure Sunday would be if Microsoft's Xbox doing Bethesda, something, yeah. but they're doing their own thing. It could be Xbox for this. E three is Tuesday through Friday. Yeah, what E three always is. What, and so we're, it is a week, a week that Isn't we're spending it Tuesday in L A. Thursday. Yeah, that actually is straight. You're right. You're right.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Friday didn't Did have it. It was eventually? only three days. Okay. Okay. The show yeah, full because so far was Friday, Saturday, was... Sunday. Monday. No. 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 Tuesday, no. Thursday. <laughs> 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 it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, damn, they're making it even longer. Oh my god, that doesn't sound like a good. Idea. We, need a, we need to get a. We need to get
2: a. We need to build an LA studio, an LA spare bedroom, because mm-hmm. we're gonna be down there a lot that yeah. week. Yeah. That week. Yeah. Uh, Just that week. Yeah, that, I mean, but like, I mean, buy Easy Allies and we'll use their studio. All right,
1: cool. Then is there a chance that it is? Yeah, 100 bucks. By the time we get there, E3 <laughs> just doesn't have enough
2: of the stuff to motivate press to stay. Like, that right? oh, yeah. It, like, oh, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, to there's a pers- Friday. There yeah, is like, there's a, of there people is a just huge leave reality. Happen. Yeah, that, like, press comes in. If it I, again, I think they, I, the games industry, I think, mentioned article or whatever it was, blog post, mm-hmm. I thought mentioned media only day or something, but, anyways. Maybe I'm wrong. I would imagine, yeah, a lot of people do just the media only day and
0: bounce. Well, I mean, dude, even think about last year for as amazing as that Summer Game Fest event was. And I, I legit think that that thing was amazing. I like that. I've done so many different types of these game events over the years. And I thought the way that it was designed, the quality of games they had, knowing what they had to work with, I was so impressed with that. And even then, we did everything we needed to in a handful of hours. <laughs> You yeah. know, mm-hmm. and it's like we went back the next day because we wanted to play more Sonic Frontiers and Street yep. Fighter Six. You know,
1: <laughs> like, point. I played so much Street Fighter Six. Yeah, but but we
2: could even, have we could have done it we, all. We
1: really
0: easily.
2: It, there was did. a lot of it too that was like you pointed out earlier. It was just nice to be. It was like the first big event again. Absolutely, right? yeah, it was
3: a blast to be there.
2: Yeah, like we, <laughs> you know, we brought <clears throat> the cream of the crop from kind of funny. <laughs> had <a> great time.
0: <laughs> but I do think that uh, if that was Summer Game Fest and that was already coverage-wise, media-wise, like oh, there was there wasn't that much. I expect that there'll be more this year at splitting it with E3 as well, is it going to be that many days worth of content? The answer is no. Like, it's just straight up. But one media day? Mm. Sure.
1: Probably. I'll wait wait three days to play Everspace 2 at E3. You know? They got the goods over there (laughs) at ESA. They're going to have the goods. Don't worry.
0: Everspace, I don't even know (laughs) what that is.
1: I forget the name of the the trailer that showed up like three times. It was that like Embrace's thing and then... Gearboxes thing. I want to say it was called Everspace, but I feel like I was like no, it it was something like that. It was
3: some sort of space game. It was great. I think it was
1: Everspace 2. Oh really? Because it was a game that I think it was a remake. I don't know. I blinked it out of my mind. (laughs) Blows. Very (laughs) troubling. That's also another thing to keep in mind is like if Embracer says they're doing a presentation, we gotta vet it first. (laughs) <laughs> before we watch that thing. Cause last time it was straight up like I think Tim left. Or no, Tim bailed. Tim knew what he was and doing. And we were like, oh Tim knew what, oh, he, yeah. did. That that knew was what he was doing. Tim
2: knew what he was, he was doing moment. <laughs>
1: he knew what he We gotta vet these embracer
2: <laughs> showcases before
0: you actually watch them. And, hey real talk, I do think that, you know, we've talked a lot about E3, we talked about Summer Game Fest, and even the the solo people doing their thing, but like I think a big conversation is the when is it too much? And we've answered that a couple years ago. Like, we know the answer. It is we're already there, and it is too much. We need to peel back. We need to not go as hard as uh, we've been doing. Do you think this is the year that we get less showcases during that week and it's going to be a little bit more focused? Or do you think that we're going to keep going down the path we've been going down, which is more, 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 more?
3: I think we have one more year of not learning Or one more year of learning after mistakes and then next year will be the prime example of like, this is what it needs to be. It is concise and not every publisher wants to have their own thing. Let It's okay to give your shit to Keely and have him show it off. You don't need a, an hour and a half or an hour presentation for your four games with 32-minute uh, developer interviews like we had during that one Embrace a Group one, which is like really tough to watch.
2: I don't think we're ever going to rein it in. You know what I mean? I think that people and executives—and uh, I don't even mean like suit suits—I just mean people who see the people doing their own look rants on capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand the <laughs> working man. Uh, no, I think it's just that they'll always want that prestige, and they'll think that they're the exception to the rule, and they'll uh, not. An, I, you know, we know firsthand how hard it is to plan and put together a showcase, and I don't think people get that until they're really in it, and then they, they don't have editors, they don't know what they're doing in terms of how to let people talk and stuff like that. So I think there's all in the new world, there's always going to be too much. I think there's always going to be that independent streak of wanting to go do it on your own. I think you're going to see other people like us rise up and do more showcases, which inevitably becomes noise to somebody, if not you know most people. And I think they're always going to be too long, and there's all these things happening. Uh,
3: working class Americans.
2: <laughs> Malia.
0: <laughs> it, is, it is. God damn it. That's, that's all you have is Obama saying that and Michael Cera saying let's, fucking it. Let's give me your best Michael You
3: hey doing Obama. Uh,
1: hey, Mr. McConnell doesn't want that. Hey, Michelle.
0: God damn. <laughs>
1: what do you you think homeworld 3 is the homeworld 3 3, the epic saga continues that's what i was thinking of
0: um
1: i think the more the the further we get the more we see publishers and these folks who start who put on these showcases understand that it's okay and, and actually good to have space themselves right and so for me it's a question of do we see the ea plays and ubisoft's here uh or peek into june again or do they continue to try and keep their own space and i think they might try to keep their own space unless like e3 goes after them harder for some reason um but yeah with that right i don't think we'll see a ubisoft forward in june i don't think we'll see an ea play in june i think june if i had to visualize it now right uh may i could see a, a state of play june i could see a uh that summer game fest live event that jeff kelly will do uh that next sunday xbox with Asda, and then maybe, like, the smaller things here or there, right? And then, um, I forget if I mentioned a Nintendo Direct, but I think also we could see a small Nintendo Direct partner showcase mini type thing. I think those are what we'll get. And I think it'll be fine. Like, I think I think we'll get through it. I think it might feel a little bit condensed, but, you know, I I, I think that's what we're working with now. I think that's the reality of things.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm torn. I don't know, because I, I think that the fact that E3 is, like, being as stubborn as they are that they want to live and not die which i understand as well <laughs> like i you know it's like survival instincts <laughs> <laughs> like i totally get it i get why they're doing it but i do think that them doing it is going to create more showcases like i think that the e3 existing is going to extend the time period that we're talking about that we're recovering things and it's going to incentivize some people that may not have done a showcase if they w- instead would have just been here's my two games jeff's going to have them but now it's like, well, if E3 is here, we need games on the show floor, we should show off those games that people are going to sure. be playing, even though we've seen them a bunch of times. And then that's how you get a showcase. And then multiply that by like five, and all of a sudden we get Homeworld 3 shown five more times yep. uh, in things. Here's, and I- what,
3: here's what we do in order to make a more efficient kind of funny for the future.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: We, get, we make a, a time machine for me.
0: Okay. Oh, I
3: go into the future. Wow. I get to see which presentations have the most crossover and overlap. Like, hey, this one has six other games that are being shown on the other shits. We can cross that one off the list, right? Sure. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, And sure. that's how we vet it out. So Patreon.com, everybody.
1: You know what? I take back how every bad thing, thing I said Home Homeworld 3. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, <laughs> you can watch this trailer a couple more times, right? <laughs> I'm looking at the, the Gamescom opening night live trailer for Homeworld 3 on Gearbox's um, YouTube channel. It has over a million views. And so there's an audience here. Oh, for... there is an audience. Yeah, 100 no, percent I did not know we that.
3: saw it in our chat.
1: They're like, Really? We... Yeah. Oh shit. I hope I didn't make them mad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that we're out there.
0: But yeah, I there's do an audience. I think that that, that that this year is gonna go poorly enough for E three with, with all of that, that next year I do think it's gonna be more consolidated. And I think that it will be more summer game fest led and focused. And what we get from that will stay there. And I think the things surrounding it won't actually surround it. I think like Ubisoft and all them, it will be August or July. It won't be what we think of as that June timeline. Mm. But I also just hope that that's the case. Who the hell knows? I Let us know what we, I you hope think. hope we get cool games. Yeah, <laughs> I cool hope we get some nice. cool games, man. Give me a yeah, Nintendo yeah, yeah. Direct. Give me a PlayStation
1: Showcase. Show me Iron Man. Oh, Jeff Keighley's for sure going to have Armored Core, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's going to be a banger. He's also gonna gonna going to have back. Last of Us Factions. God, I would hope so. I hope so. I think that's going to be a PlayStation thing.
0: Yeah, Live at the Shrine. Give me the showcase. <laughs> let us know in the comments below if you expect PlayStation to be live in person or not. What you expect to see from E3 this year from Summer Game Fest. All that good stuff. Andy Cortez, what's and, up? and in the comments, let us know
3: what's the next big dead Konami IP to come back from the dead and be at a showcase. Let us know. Bomberman. Fuck. That was my guess.
2: <sighs> I love you all. We're going to go. Bye.